and welcome to the new Teach Computing podcast. My name is James Robinson. I'm Carrie Ann. And we're here to present our first episode of this brilliant new podcast. What's it all about, James? So, um, the idea behind the podcast is that we want to um, explore some of the ideas concerned with teaching computing, how we teach it effectively, why we should be teaching it in the first place, um, and present that in a kind of really bite-sized and easy-to-digest format. And that's what we're going to be doing over the next uh, few months in, in this podcast series. Oh, sounds exciting. So well, what have we been thinking about this time? Well, this time um, we've been thinking a lot really about the sort of the really big question of why we should be teaching computing. What's the, the, the reason that we're all so passionate and excited about this subject? Um, so, that's the, so that's sort of what we've been thinking about recently and what, we'd, what we thought we'd explore in this episode. And, and you used to be a teacher and I used to be a teacher. Yeah. Um, and so I guess it's a good question for me to ask you, like, why did you teach computing and why do you think it's important that we should teach computing here in England? So, yeah, um, I've, I've sort of taught computing for a number of years um, and my background's in computing. And so I've always had that that passion. Um, but I think for me, one of the, the biggest reasons that we should be teaching computing is that it's really empowering. It's creative. It's a... Um, it's a skill that once we give our students this ability to control the computing world around them, they can really start to shape and create and, and become creators of, of new technology. I, I think it's really exciting and fun. That's the, the core driver for me beyond all the other sort of important for the economy and people's education kind of reasons. It's just fun, exciting and creative. And it sounds, you know, you're clearly very passionate about it. But I'm not sure people really care what our opinions are. But yeah, so I think yeah. what we what we went and did was we found the person to ask. We went to see Simon Peyton Jones, who is chair of the National Centre for Computing Education. He's also chair of Computing at School, uh, amongst many other things. He also works as a researcher at Microsoft. Um, and so here's Simon's thoughts. Um, hi Simon, how are you? Hello, I'm fine. Good, good, good. Yeah. Um, would you like to just um, introduce yourself more formally to our listeners? Because as well as being a researcher at Microsoft, you wear many other hats. So what, what, what's your role? Right, so I'm, um, uh, I'm a parent. <laughs> okay. So I have uh, six children altogether, mm-hmm. three biological and three adopted. Wow. Um, I've uh, spent quite a while as a school governor. Mm-hmm. I was chair of governess at our lo- a local secondary school, still the governor there. So I've got quite a deep interest in education because of that. But my professional life has all been as a research computer scientist. So I was a university professor. Now I work at Microsoft's research lab in Cambridge. Um, but because of my interest in education, I was involved in starting computing at school. So I still serve as chair of the computing at school um, network. Mm-hmm. And um, But I've also recently become chair of the National Centre for Computing Education, which is a great honour and a very exciting initiative. And we're very lucky to have you on board. Um, so I think this, what I wanted to sort of get from you, Simon, was a bit more about your sort of passion for computing um, and, and what motivates and interests you. So, so why do you study computing? What first drew, drew you to computing as a, as a discipline or a subject? Well, the first thing to say is I think I'm a bit of an outlier. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm really a geek. Um, so, but, but nevertheless, my personal interest in computing arose very early while I was at school. Um, because I was, it was at the time of the birth of the computing revolution. The first microprocessors were just coming out. And the idea of being able to turn the ideas from mathematics in a way, all this very sort of abstract thinking, which I did enjoy, maths and science, and to make it visceral and tangible and creative and to be able to do stuff in the real world was very exciting to me. I was thinking back to the, one of the very first programs I wrote on the very first school, school computer which IBM put in our school um, was to extract square roots using Newton's method. And I thought of that because it was tangible and practical. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an algorithm. 
it used a, a technique devised by Newton 400 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, so, and but it but it had sort of connections back to mathematics and all of that making things tangible and visceral was very important to me. Mm -hmm. And then beyond the sort of the, the personal interest that you have and the passion that you clearly have for it, why do you think that computing is important now for for individuals for society? What's the sort of the, the relevance of computing at this moment in time? Um, well, there are lots of things. Mm -hmm. So, uh, information and computation surrounds us everywhere. Mm -hmm. In our devices, in our companies, in social networks, all of this. If we treat it as a sort of opaque form of magic that is provided by other people and is not at all under our control, then we are disempowered as individuals. And also as a society, I think we'll take poorer, uh, less well-informed choices. So I think it's really important, both for us as individuals and for us as a society, for every child, every individual, to be well informed about the, the basics of the informational and computational world that surrounds them, just as we think it's important for them to be informed about the basics of the chemical and physical world that surrounds them, mm -hmm. so that we can, for example, take better choices about what we do, whether global warming is happening and, and what to do. You need to, you know, if you know nothing about this stuff, you will you'll be disempowered and will take poorer choices. Yes, I think that's, that's a really interesting point about it being, we don't want this area to be opaque, we want it to be accessible, we want it to be something that is, even at a fundamentally basic level, understood by our students. Um, and then and what about sort of, so that sort of, um, sort of the intrinsic benefits of computing to our young people, we want them to have this understanding, but are there broader benefits to, um, to sort of industry or you know, other parts of society? Let, let, let me start though with, with, the, with the individual again, because okay. it's, not, it's not much fun if you're a primary school child, you think you'll be taught, some, taught something for the benefit of society. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah absolutely. So the other, the other part of it for computing is it's just incredible fun, mm -hmm. right? Computing is just one of the richest, deepest, most fascinating, most creative, ingenious uh, playgrounds of the mind, if you like. And it has all these very immediate practical applications. So you can take something that is, uh, take a clever idea and turn it into executable code in the same day and having doing something real. That is just amazing. How would you not want to share this kind of excitement and creativity with our children? The idea of being able to not just learn about something, but make it real and tangible and do things, you know, control your robot or recognize cats or play a game or something is, is you know, what's not to like? It's really useful and it's incredible creative fun. Yes. Now, um, then when you, um, uh, when, you, you know, when you grow up and become an adult and go and work in a company or for the government or, or more or less whatever you pro profession you work in, computing will in some way infuse everything you do. So for the software developers of the future, it's easy to see, and there are plenty of those kind of jobs. But for every scientific discipline, their completely pervasive computing is invading them, you know, but whether it's biology or chemistry um, or uh, uh, brain surgery, computing is everywhere in all of these. And that's just the technical subjects, but actually almost half of people who work in you know, who need computing aspects, uh, aspects um, of skills, uh, work outside a profession that you would call a STEM profession at mm. all. Computing is just pervasive. It's everywhere. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's useful. It'll help you get a better job. And it also help you feel more, you know, empowered and in control of the jobs that you're doing. I think I was listening to something this morning, actually, as it happened, that, um, about the importance of design 
um, in the curriculum and, and it was a design for future careers. And I think that if we're thinking about uh, young people now coming up with ideas and developing solutions to problems later on, inevitably those solutions are going to involve some form of technology. And so this this idea that we have our students um, capable of understanding it from an early age is, is really important. And the design part's interesting too, because that's where technology meets people. Yes. I think often we think of computing as being all about technology and, you know, stuff and maybe theory, mm. but actually where it meets people, what used to be called just HCI and is now called human experience and design perhaps, mm -hmm. is super important because if, if you have a poorly designed user interface and so many uh, you know, computers user interface are poorly designed, then that too disempowers people. So I want people who understand the, um, uh, you know, understand the computational, the technical aspects well enough, but also the people aspects well enough so that they can design interfaces that genuinely empower the people who are using the computers who don't necessarily need to understand the details about how it's working underneath. Mm -hmm. so, so a lot of people, when they think about computing, they instantly think about programming. And obviously, you know, computing is more than just programming, but what is the role of programming and the importance of programming to, to our learners? The first thing to say is I think programming is fundamental to computing and to computer science. Without it, it would be a dry theoretical husk of a subject. Um, but the other half is, as you say, the subject is more than just programming. And if we just say, well, we teach Scratch and then we teach Java and then we're done, yeah. I think we will be debasing and devaluing and removing a lot of the value from, the, uh, from what we teach to our children. So what is the role of programming? I think of it as being a bit like the lab work of physics. We, would, um, uh, we wouldn't teach physics in a solely theoretical way in the classroom with a blackboard, but neither would we turn children loose in a classroom with inclined planes and ball bearings and hope that they invented Newton's laws of motion. Mm -hmm. the, both are important. The practical stuff, the programming stuff, brings computing alive. It makes it tangible and visceral and rewarding. It's also a really good feedback mechanism. When you write a program, it, not your teacher, tells you that you've made a mistake in a rather, you know, unemotional kind of way. Yeah. It teaches logical thinking. It rewards you when you predict carefully what will happen. So um, uh, it's incredibly creative. Every time you write a new program, it really is new. Nobody has written that program before. Pro programming is like creating, as Fred Brooks put it, creating artifacts out of pure thought stuff. We're not limited by the, the strength of steel or how high we can build a building. We're limited only by our inability to manage complexity. And a lot of the lessons of uh, computer science and of the computing curriculum in general are about how to manage complexity, mm. how to create abstractions that allow you to build layer upon layer upon layer without becoming overwhelmed and without making something that will just fall apart the moment you try to run it. Um, and I would encourage teachers to just um, think broadly about programming, not just write a program from a blank sheet of paper, but also take an existing program, read it, explain it, modify it, debug it. Um, so that's, uh, that's a more scaffolded way of thinking about programming. Do look at uh, Sue Sentence's work on Prim um, as, an approach to, as an approach to programming. It's more than just writing programs from blank sheets of paper. Mm -hmm. I think one of the things we've learned over the last few years is actually reading code. Is, is, is as important as, as writing code. It kind of gives you that vocabulary. It's a precursor to often to writing code. Yes, yes. Um, and, and I, I wish I could just sort of bottle some of this enthusiasm that you have, but I can't do that, obviously. Um, if um, you were to, if you were sort of talking to a group of teachers now about starting this new brand new year in, in computing, what would you uh, sort of advise them to do in terms of bringing some enthusiasm and energy and really engaging their students in this fantastic subject? So I think there are lots of things, lots of things that you can do. I'm, I'm a, because I'm a school governor, I know how hard teachers work and how unremitting mm -hmm. the 
the constancy of being a teacher during term time is. So but what, I'd what I'd like to encourage everybody to do is to keep, keep, keep our eyes on the big goal, on the big vision. And how can we do that? Well, maybe one way you can do that is by reading, uh, reading an inspirational book. There's a very nice um, collection of inspirational books on the CAS community site. I've actually brought a few with me today. Um, uh, you know, uh, Computing Universe, written by my colleague Tony Hay, that sets computing in a more cultural and historical context. Blown to bits, your, your life, liberty and happiness after the digital explosion. Um, Nine Algorithms That Changed the World is another book that mm. I've enjoyed reading. So there's, there's a lot of varieties of books. There's one about Laurie Ipsum, which is about a, a sort of fairy tales told through in a computational way. Read Hello World, which is written by teachers for teachers, published by Kaz and the Raspberry Pi Foundation. Read, read um, CS for Fun, the amazing um, Queen Mary-based magazine. Um, produced with tons of inspirational ideas. So Research Bites, which you yourself produce, mm -hmm. right? A uh, little newsletter about how, how can we use research ideas to improve teaching and learning and computing, very practically oriented. Things, stay in touch with inspiration. Second, some practical things, join your local CAS community. The thing is, you are not alone. A lot of teachers feel quite isolated in their school. They sort of lack enough support from their senior leadership team or their colleagues and feel isolated. But in truth, you're not isolated. There's an army of people around who would love to help and support you. So go join your local CAS community and go to it. Um, sign up for an NCCE course um, to talk to your local computing hub. There is actually now, thankfully, a lot of support available. Mm. And I think a lot of it is really inspirational support as well. Um, but really, the, the underlying message I'd, I'd like to say is that the creativity and passion of frontline computing teachers in the classroom will shape what computing education means in 10 years' time. It's not what I'm going to do, it's what you're going to do. Mm -hmm. um, so I'd really like you to feel a, a sense of, uh, you know, oh, what I do matters, um, and that I can make a difference here, and that there are a lot of people trying to help me make that difference. Um, and that it's an exciting difference to make that will have impact at international level. I think we can do a lot more together than we can individually. Thank you, Simon. As always, that was a, a, a pleasure talking to you. Um, I think there's some really interesting messages there. It was really interesting to hear Simon's thoughts. I'm always, whenever I'm in a room with him, he doesn't fail to sort of inspire me. I mean, he's a, a parent, a governor, you know, he's, he's a, a, a researcher in computer science. Mm. He's, he's a great advocate of, of the subject and he's right. you just yeah well you get a dose of simon it just makes you feel really warm about what yeah. we're doing I, I wish he had been my teacher yeah, yeah absolutely yeah 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 uh, he puts me to shame i think sometimes <laughs> I, I really like there was a quote that he said i think he was talking about the subject being um broad and deep um and i think that, 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 that sort of really connected with me and also there was a quote that he uh, talked about where he was talking about programming being about this sort of not being constrained by physical uh, dimensions or material strength it's all just about taking pure thought stuff and transferring it into some kind of creation I found that really that really kind of resonated with me um, but we didn't just want to stop and and, and just talk to, to, to us or one other individual so we went away and we spoke to a bunch of teachers to find out what their thoughts were about teaching computing um, so I sat down with the learning team at Raspberry Pi to talk to them a little bit about their impression of why we should be teaching computing. Um, so in the room we have, uh, should we introduce ourselves around the room? Hi, I'm Rebecca. Hi, I'm Ben Hall. Hi, I'm Ben Garside. Hi, I'm Andy. Hi, I'm Carrie Ann. <laughs> Said with a straight face. <laughs> Hi, I'm George. Great. 
Um, so, so we're all working on on lots of different um, areas within within computing education, and specifically the National Centre. Um, so we all clearly have a passion and an interest in computing. Um, but but why is that? What what is the reason that we are either passionate ourselves about computing? Um, let's start with that. Why why are we as individuals passionate about about teaching computing? Who wants to kick us off? When I was at school and I was a kid. And it's a long, I have to think quite far back because it was a long time ago. Um, I was always pushed towards subjects that were arts and humanities based. Now, you know, we, I think this is a, a, another podcast for another day and it could be quite a rabbit hole. That could be something to do with gender, it could be something to do with society, it could be something to do with what my parents wanted me to do, you know, it could be a whole bunch of things. But whilst I was at school, um, I was really excited and interested in things that were really hands-on and logical and that definitely came from my father bringing home like we had a Commodore 64 when we were young one of my earliest memories is sitting with him and programming it I got a book from the library on how to make this train kind of move across the screen and I sat down I made that with him Um, and I think that just started a passion in me around a subject I didn't even know was a subject and it wasn't until later in life when I was at university studying a humanities degree that I realized this was a uh, an academic discipline that I could have participated in had I made better choices when I was younger. So I had exposure to it but in, a, in an informal way and what I would have benefited from was exposure in a formal education context. That's interesting. Does anyone else have any like early formative experiences with computing that maybe influenced their, their enjoyment of the subject? I think mine was quite similar. I didn't uh... I didn't really know that it was a subject either and I, I just remember being in primary school and I was interested in the, the computers and we bought in our primary school in the library we just got this one computer and somehow I ended up being in charge of it and I don't know why or what happened but it just it just happened well, I must have had some kind of interest in it in there and then I just got bought my own computer and got more interested in it in that in that way um, so I think, yeah, I didn't really realise computer science was a subject at that age. I just liked tinkering with things and figuring out how things work. So it kind of went from there. Cool. And anyone else want to come in on that point? So, yeah, um, my experiences are similar. I, I'm slightly older than um, some other people in the room. So I was actually at primary school when the BBC Micro dropped into the building. So um, that was kind of my first experience with computing. And then that was that. Uh, translated into a ZX81 and ZX Spectrum at home. But in terms of why why we should teach it, my sort of experiences are probably drawn more from a bit later in life. So I've spent time in industry and spent time in teaching. And I've got a real sort of, um, a really strong um, idea that these skills are so important to children when they go into the workplace, having seen it in a variety of different settings. Um, and it links across curricula so widely. So for me, it's it's the practical side of things. It's preparing children for careers that they're going to go into. These skills are crucial. Mm-hmm. And Andy, what was your point? Um, mine was, yeah, I'm not really the whole age thing, but yeah, I had, um, I had experience of computers from a relatively young age. And I remember a machine coming home uh, it being a challenge to operate because you had to type lots of things in it and I remember succeeding. I typed the right things in the right order and something happened. And I kind of think from that I've, I've just gone on using all sorts of different systems for different purposes. And I think my reflection is that actually I use them with confidence and I think what we want to do is foster a confidence in children where 
they, they have that. They'll just have a go, not scared of breaking things, but actually we need to move them from confidence to um, using it in a you know constructive way, actually making it do what you want rather than it just doing stuff because it just does stuff. It's interesting you mentioned confidence there. I think that's a really important step that we're looking to build through teaching is not just the the skills and the, and the concepts, but a confidence to kind of be in control of the technology that's around them. Um, ben, you're being very quiet. What's uh, what's your perspective on this? Uh, well, I mean, I was just thinking about, I tend to reflect on what um, my first moment that hooked me on computer science. I mean, my dad bought me, um, well, he, he bought me, but really for him, <laughs> um, a Spectrum uh, a long time ago. And I remember spending hours, you know, typing out code um, in a book to make a game and having that moment where you something that you've made was quite um, quite interesting um, so then I kind of left it alone a bit and then the next thing that kind of hooked me was uh, the first time kind of the internet hit the mainstream um, and I remember building a web page in HTML I can't even remember what it was on that I want to say um, I want to say something cool but I think it's on Star Trek <laughs> <laughs> but I made it um, and I was able to publish it online and again it was just that power of not just you know Bit cliche, I know, but not just using something that was already there. It was making something that I was able to customize and I was able to uniquely build and push it out so other people could see. And I remember I put a hit count on it. I think it had like five views. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> that it was just you refreshing the page. <laughs> uh, at least four of them was that. Yeah. <laughs> but at least one other person seen it, and that was uh, you know, that, that was me. Um, and, and George, how about you? Um, have you had any similar to kind of formative experiences, or did you compute to computing later on? Or I remember I wanted to. This is what I wanted to do in my life, even before I got a computer. I don't know why. It just sounded. I felt it was very, very exciting. I I do remember opening up my dictionary on the word program, and there was a three-line basic program in there. That was. Uh, the kind of things I did, I really wanted to get into computers and I don't know why. But that's really interesting to think all of us have talked about having some kind of formative uh, experience or association or, or passion or desire to go into this field. And I wonder whether um, the, the, the sort of the children out there now that we're looking to educate, whether they have similar experiences. I don't know if anyone's got any thoughts on that. Is that an well, experience? I'm not sure have? if teaching computing is our goal to turn every student into us. I yeah. think that is a dangerous place, point to start from in teaching computing. You know, if we took another subject and said, we want every single student to be the next Jamie Oliver, I think, you know, we, people would rebel against that, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? And if we did the same with sport or any other subject like music, whatever. So I think it's a dangerous place to start from. But I think what is a common thing is that we all had an exposure, mm -hmm. whether it was through books, through some sort of just paranormal experience where you knew this is what you wanted to do, or, or a parent or someone close to you sort of introducing it to you, you had an exposure to it. And I think that is why we need to teach computing. Um, before we even get to industry and because it, the world is now a place where technology exists and, and people need to understand to be able to work, I think before we even get down the road to that, I think there is something about ensuring that everyone has an exposure to something that they could have a, a real passion and interest for. And, and for a long time, particularly in England, we weren't showing children, and we weren't exposing them to computer science, we were exposing them to technology that they already had access to, and maybe particular applications, but we weren't exposing them to 
real computer science or programming. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's right. That, that, that exposure, I think, you're quite right. Nobody wants a world full of the seven of us. Um, <laughs> Um, we're quite unique as it is. No, um, so I think yeah, that, that's really important. That exposure point and that early experience. Um, anyone, uh, Ben, Ben, Andy, or Rebecca, wanna wanna speak to that at all or have a thought? My my thought with that though is that if I, although I completely agree, carry on. We don't want to turn them into us. But I think if every teacher has that um, that moment that kind of hooks them into the subject or that whatever whatever stage in their life is having that passion for it, and therefore I think you can definitely bring on board students. In your classroom, with that passion, that moment that you think that I think is exciting, and you know, bringing them on board with that is quite important. My main argument for teaching computing it has to do with why I believe uh, what the purpose of education is. So I think the the reason we teach any sort of subject is for the pupils to better understand the world around them and be better citizens and be prepared and. Uh, that's the reason why I think we should be teaching computing as well. It has a lot to offer them towards understanding the world around them. And the concepts don't have to do with technology, they're kind of deeper. Mm -hmm. And I think as the years go by, we will uncover more links uh, uh, linking computing concepts to other disciplines uh, and how they all tie together. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important for them to have that exposure, both from a practical point of view and uh, how, what it has to offer them uh, towards understanding the world around them. That's a really interesting point because you know we're obviously moving to a world where computing and computers are, are are everywhere, and we want children to engage in them at a deeper level than just using them. We want to understand how that world works. And is there any research yet that um, demonstrates? or demonstrates that there is a positive aspect to any of this sort of, what we would call in the teaching world cross-curricular. Guzdiel does mention that, uh, he mentioned it in the context of computational thinking, mm -hmm. uh, that there's two aspects. One is transferring to other disciplines in general, scientific transfer, and, uh, and the other is transferring to our own personal life. And there's, he mentioned there's evidence to support that these concepts are interdisciplinary, whereas there's little evidence to support that there's transfer from computational thinking to our everyday lives. Right. Um, and I think just to kind of get back, I think we've, we've talked a little bit about um, sort of the individual um, and, and sort of our experiences and the fact that we want you know our learners to solve problems, that it's fun and we want them to be able to transfer. But there are also some wider you know implications. We've, we've, we've alluded to them a little bit already, um, but beyond our classrooms and our students, um, there is an importance to teaching computing um, and, and you know, a societal kind of importance. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, I've done um, quite a lot of um, sort of thinking around the, things like the digital skills gap, which I think is is a, a real issue. Um, if you look at, um, there's various statistics which, which I could dig out, but basically there's a, a big mismatch between the percentage of graduates in computer science and the um, jobs available in that field. Um, and I think it's really important for not, not just for individuals, but collectively for the whole economy that um, we're training and we're um, educating young people to, to come out with the skills which are going to be consistent with what's there, what's needed in the workplace. So I think it's it's a really a really big issue, a really important issue. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, I just wanted to mention that we're not talking about 
only jobs in the computing industry, in the software industry. Guzdial mentions that there's a huge amount of people that program for a living, not in the software industry. Yeah. It's designers, it's architects, it's lawyers, it's biologists, it's mm -hmm. a huge array. These people are more in number than the ones actually working in the software industry. But it's not its not just um, that, is it? We don't, um, I suppose what we're aiming for is not necessarily, well, absolutely not to get, you know, everybody coming out being able to program as such. You know, we don't want to put a generation of Python programmers. Um, but what we do want people to have is the, you know, all the computational thinking that goes with that. You know, so, I mean, you know, we would want everybody, regardless of whether or not they were hooked by programming, we'd want people to come out thinking, well, you know, they'd understand data, let's say. You know, they see a report, they understand to be able to, Pick what makes good information, what makes bad information. Um, you know, be able to solve a problem and think, right, I can use computers to do that. Um, I think that's possibly what we want the outcome to be. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we've been talking recently, we had a conversation with um, Simon about machine learning and some of the, the issues that can be engendered by sort of systemic biases in the data that you don't necessarily know are, are there. And I think, you know, Gazor refers to it as, as, as computational literacy. And so this sort of this student's ability to understand the computational world around them as well. So, how are you enjoying the show so far? We want to make a show which is useful and beneficial to computing teachers. We'd love to hear your thoughts, what you'd like to see more of or less of in our show. To feedback, please visit the show notes where you'll find a feedback survey to tell us what you think. Let's get back to the show. So we've spoken to the team at Raspberry Pi about why they think computing is important, but I also wanted to speak to some real teachers. So I went and spoke to Georgia Mercer, a primary teacher from the south of England, about her experience of teaching computing and why she thinks it's important. Okay, so I'm Georgia and I am a primary school teacher. I currently lead the subject of online safety and computing at my school. I run and am the leader of a community for primary computing coordinators. Fantastic. And and so um, you're a, a primary school teacher. And so in your experience, why have you, um, what, what do you think is important about school, about computing as a school subject? Why have you engaged with computing so well? Um, I think that computing provides children with a variety of new skills that they don't necessarily acquire in other subjects. So children are able to see kind of the link between their learning in school and in the real world. Um, I think computing also provides opportunities to experience STEM, STEM as a new subject area beyond more traditional parts of the curriculum. So it goes beyond reading, writing, math and normal science and it introduces them into new learning that they may not have experienced before. Mm -hmm. And as a primary specialist, like, you know, a lot of people may kind of question the introduction of computing to such a young age and wonder whether it should be saved for a later age group. Um, I wasn't sure if you had any thoughts on that. Is, is, is primary um, education a good place to introduce computing? I think primary is the perfect time to introduce computing. I used to teach T-Stage 1, so I taught year 1 and 2, and the children in those year groups absolutely loved computing lessons. Um, I found that lots of children who found math and English challenging were able to strive in computing and that in turn boosted their confidence and their self-esteem. Um, because children also use technology at home, I found that a lot of children from Key Stage 1 all the way up to Key Stage 2, they often deem themselves as technology experts. They think they know it all already. So they really like enjoying and using the new skills that they can then use at home as well. Yeah, and that, that's really important for our learners to be able to kind of see the value and the relevance of, of the stuff they're learning in school. Um, and, and what about, I think you alluded to it slightly earlier, what about the sort of the the cross-curricular potential for computing? 
obviously we try and make as many cross-curricular links as we can. We've got a lot of curriculum time constraints, so we try and make links to other subjects wherever we can. So, for example, Year 6 last year had a topic on fairy tales, so the children use Scratch to create their own fairy tale animations, and this was primarily based on the learning they had already done in English. Uh, we also think that children like like computing because it's something that they aspire to do when they're older. So we've seen a huge trend in children saying they want to become YouTubers, for example, or gamers. So the children realise it's a real-life benefit in learning these skills. Um, and they don't necessarily see it as a subject in school. They see it as something that they enjoy rather than some of the other subjects that they feel that they have to do at school. One final question, which if you were talking to, if you, if, you know, there's teachers out there that may be slightly reticent about teaching computing, may not see the value. If there was one thing you could say to them to kind of convince them of the value and the uh, the importance of computing, what, what would that be? I think that the way teachers that computing is relevant, I would just ask the teachers to look at the lives of the children that they're teaching. Children come into school every day and are talking about technology, so I think it's our role to teach them how to use it safely and responsibly and to get the best out of it and to have the best possible outcomes by giving them the skills that they can't learn elsewhere. Their parents might not be able to provide them with that knowledge and understanding, so that's something that we can really do for them. And if children really do want to aspire to do things like this in their careers, it's part of our job and part of our duty to give them the skills that they're going to need in the future. Thank you very much, Georgia. Lots of thoughts there from lots of different people about what makes computing such an interesting subject and why should we teach it. And I think that we could probably conclude on some themes, we can probably draw from those conversations with different people. So what did you think, James? I think I, th- I thought what was most sort of, uh, came across really strongly in all the conversations that we've had on this episode was the intrinsic value of computing. And um, there's lots of sort of important reasons that we should, we, we should be studying computing beyond the intrinsic values, but I think this fun, creative um, subject discipline that we, enriches people's um, learning is, is, is a really valuable one. I think we should be encouraging that. That really came across very strongly. Um, I really like, there was a point that Georgia made in the interview with her where she talked about um, teachers should just look at their students' lives. Um, and look at what their students are encountering at home, the world that they're growing up in, and, and why would we not be looking to teach them about computing in this world that they are that they're experiencing? So I thought the intrinsic values were really important. Then, of course, there are the broader implications. You know, it's good for society if we have this sort of uh, balance of people that understand computing that can contribute towards um, society, um, and also the. Um, the impact for industry, for economics, there's, there's you know, lots of really important reasons. And this idea that, that by studying computing, we can impact upon learning in other disciplines. This idea of transfer, which is still not fully understood, but it's thought that there is some potential transfer between computing and, and other wider subjects, and its connection to these this breadth of different disciplines. I felt like whenever I, well, I feel this anyway, but when I'm talking to anyone who is in this field of computing, and who cares about how we teach computing, 
you know, it doesn't take long for these sort of themes to come out. Mm. So I suppose my next question is, who are we trying to convince with this argument? It feels like we've got lots of answers, but who is it that needs to be convinced, do you think? So I, I think there's there's a lot of teachers, uh, particularly, that are already uh, have bought into computing. They understand the benefits. Um, I think there is still a small number of teachers, perhaps, who, who haven't yet seen the value and maybe kind of want to kind of, sort of need to to take that leap of faith and explore computing and sort of catch that computing bug. Um, and then I think the other group of people that's really important that we try to capture are the people in schools making decisions about what students are um, studying and the proportion of time and setting the priorities for the schools. That's your senior leaders within the school. And I think, you know, if, if, if anything, I'd really like to, to that, that, that group to, to sort of capture some of this passion um, and sort of capture, catch the computing bug, as it were, and help drive things forward in their schools as well. And where can people go, where can teachers or anyone listening to this podcast go to read more or learn more about, you know, the reasons behind computing and the impact that it will have on society so there's some great reading materials out there um, I think there's a really nice book um, by Matty Tedra which is all about the nature of the discipline that we are studying as computing and there's a sort of uh, different perspectives that people come to the discipline from um, I think there's also lots of great material on the teach computing website on the blog there's lots of great resources about um, how we can teach computing um, and all of this of course will be included in the show notes which you can find on the teach computing blog great this is already turning into one of the best outputs from the national center uh, there's nothing like having something you don't have to read but you can listen to so that's our first podcast completed yeah What's coming next? So in our next episode, we're going to be having a conversation about um, what are the big ideas within computing? I think because we often talk about computer science, computing and IT. Big data. Big data <laughs> and cybersecurity. And so what are the, the core underlying uh, principles and ideas within computing that don't change regardless of the technology developments that we have within our discipline? There are some core principles which remain um, at, it, at its heart and so we're going to be investigating what those are um, and also what we are currently doing in our curriculum and what we maybe could be doing more of as we as we develop over time. Any sneak previews about guests that you might be interviewing? Well we're going to be having a conversation with, uh, with Sue Sentence, Dr Sue Sentence who's our Chief Learning Officer here at the Foundation and, and a bunch of other guests that uh, we're still confirming at the moment but yeah it's going to be an exciting episode. I so think. if there are listeners who want to get involved in that episode how how can they do that? So um, we have some contact information again on the show notes for this episode, uh, but we ha there's an email address on there and you can tweet me, Lego James, um, or yourself, Miss Philbin, and, or anybody involved in the National Centre. Of course, the Twitter handle for the National Centre is We Are Computing. Um, so get in touch if you would like to be involved. If you have thoughts about what computing entails, what the big ideas are, um, then we would love to hear from you and have you as a guest on the show. And uh, I don't know how people have stumbled upon this podcast, but it might be good to know how can they, you know, subscribe and download future episodes. So all episodes are going to be available on the Teach Computing blog, uh, but also you should be able to find this, these, this episode and future episodes wherever you get your podcast, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you go normally. Great. I can't wait to yeah. listen to some more. I'm really excited to do the next few episodes. So uh, we'll see you all again soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.